genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices that you always hear on this show, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to we're gonna say all kinds of things about them that you might not want to hear. So I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story this week is X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, number one, by Lee Williams, Lucas Wernick, and Edgar Delgado. Yeah. The way you introduced the spoiler thing, it sounded like we were talking shit on books. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I meant. No, I know. But I just meant... Just, yeah. Say a lot of things you don't want to hear. It's just like, yeah, because fuck them. Yeah, because fuck comics. <laughs> no, that's no, every we, other comic book We just turn to the back of every comic and we're just going to read the last page. <laughs> yeah, it. that is every other comic book podcast. We're different in that we only talk about books that we like, which is why Middle we page. always start recording an hour after we start <laughs> because... Well, we're also just such good friends. I've actually we seen uh, this is this is a rare occasion. I've, I've managed to see all three of you in person for the first time in multiple months. So that was nice. Was, you know, good to have friends. We need you back at at the suburbs store, Casey. <laughs> if you can figure out a way to uh, have me teleport, I will be there in a I'm fucking heartbeat. I'm on it. Do it. Challenge accepted. You fucking won't. <laughs> I was just going to clone you. I'll just gonna call Kang up. I'll see what I can do. There we go. That's that's a little preview. Um, mm. So so I've been talking about it with uh, with Brian at the downtown store. Uh, in the last week, I have had a startling number of like bizarre ailments just pop up out of nowhere, and I oh, think God. I think I've created a disease tulpa on myself. Are you the new COVID variant? No, because I, that was the thing. So so I it's think COVID I mentioned. Foot. I mentioned it briefly in the intro to last week's episode, but like I had a COVID scare because I just had a bizarre cold that went from one day it was a horrible cough, the next day it was congestion, and the next day it was like an upset stomach. And it was just like, what the fuck is happening? None of this. Th- that's not even a regular cold. Like, what is that? And then, uh, what a are da- you? <laughs> a couple of days later, the the top joint on my left thumb became horribly infected for no reason at all. Like, from the inside. I didn't have a cut on it or anything. I couldn't move it. It was just swollen like a fucking... This is disgusting. Right? The, the infection's coming from inside the That's, body. Yeah, the infection's coming from inside my broken brain. I'm creating, like, like the stress and anxiety is manifesting as, like, just the weirdest... I don't know what is my. I mean, people get cancer that way. Like your stress can literally kill you. Oh man. Yeah. So chill the fuck out already, Jesus. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't try that yet. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have you just tried calming down? Yeah. Typical neurotypical advice too. <laughs> Have you tried just you know being 
not mentally ill. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to, you should try the easy thing first because sometimes <laughs> that can solve your problem. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. I hadn't thought of that oh, until yes. you suggested you're welcome. it. The Occam's razor of mental yeah, illness. Exactly. Um, yes. Just all, you know, you just, you got to start with the simple solutions and you work up to the complicated I just, ones. I just, you like, should yeah. be a doctor, Sean. Should be. You're good at this. I'm a genius. Honestly, like the, the simplest explanation is that <laughs> I am, I am becoming too powerful at magic and only able to use it on my that's- well, you just have to focus. Again, <laughs> shitty advice. Yeah. But at least it's shitty advice for something that doesn't exist. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> you got to be careful what you put out there. Yeah, yeah. Magic has a cost. Uh, you know, we say that all the time. But, well, uh, stop doing magic. Clearly, it's apparently your mean? cost is thumb joints. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? How does that happen? Or, or just may- maybe lay off the spite for just like a little while oh, and see if it clears everything I up. I fucking refuse. <laughs> do not tell That's me what to window. do. <laughs> I am. I am fueled by spite and Coca Cola. Those are the well, only things keeping yeah. me alive. That's well, not then an option, enjoy so. having infections and colds and stuff. Because <laughs> and also kidney stones from the Coca Cola. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I mean, that's how my week has been. How's how are y'all doing? Uh, I had I, I had a leaky roof the day after just the scariest goddamn storm I think I've ever uh, experienced. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Did you get a tornado warning, Adam? I got a flash flood warning, which was just as loud and scary on on iOS as the the, the tornado warning. <laughs> I got yeah, ten we, different yeah. warnings. Yeah, and we I was got like my it. phone's just like going through different alerts. Yep. At like twelve forty five that night we got the seek shelter immediately uh emergency broadcast message. Whoa. So we had to go do that and chill in our basement until the morning ended. That's I insane. can't tell you how many times I've gotten the advice to seek shelter immediately and I go, That's not about me. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm gonna stay. In, uh, I'm gonna said, stay up here. That's not about me. Yeah. Oh, they man. said the storm was showing signs of could have a tornado in King of Prussia, which is like five miles from me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, there I'm was go a tornado too. I forget where it touched down. Yeah, I don't remember where, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs for a bit. <laughs> well, but yeah. The, the next day, I went to my I went into my downstairs bathroom that has a little ceiling. Uh, exhaust fan and I'm like why is the floor all wet in here and then I, I looked Oof. up and there was like water dripping out of the, the exhaust fan the exhaust fan has like this spring loaded cover that you can pull down and I went to pull that down and like six gallons of water dumped on me that's terrible Yeah, oh, that's great so that's that's a whole process that insurance companies are involved in right now at least on it wasn't behalf. over your comics yeah that, that would have been pretty that would have been awful <laughs> Yeah, I keep saying I'm like one spilled glass of water away from hundreds of dollars of damage. Yeah, in my it would have got right all the now. sand out of them though. So yeah. there is that. Well, then you just have mud. Yeah. <laughs> just wet sand at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That's. I, I. I love that. Um. I moved out of Florida like nearly ten years ago, and because of climate change being what it has become, Florida moved to me. You guys, this is just what living in Florida is like. Just constantly, yeah. it's like, oh, another tornado war- warning. Better get under the garage stairs <laughs> so we don't <laughs> die. Better get the dog in the bathtub because it's uh, we're our house is gonna disappear. Like it's just a a 
weekly occurrence and it feels like it's been a weekly occurrence up here also the mugginess my god yeah it's like we yeah, just it's vietnam you were living in here. florida bro like i can't even imagine i'm not how trying to go to florida i'm right trying now. to get to fucking oz all these tornadoes <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrifying too when there's a tornado warning and it's the middle of the night and it's pitch black out because like it could be right above me right now and i would well, have no part- idea oh, that particular know. storm um it was not pitch black out because there was so much lightning during yeah, that storm. It, 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 when, when tornadoes hit, there's so much lightning that like there's breaks in in the light. Like it gets dark every now and again. Yeah, it was cr- that storm was crazy. Yeah, it's that nuts. Blew through here. All right. Well, does anyone have anything that's not weather small talk? I got an email <laughs> from uh, Ch- I got an email from Chip Zdarsky. Oh, you joined a Substack, huh? Yeah, and he said I was better than the other SMB uh, emailers out there, so I got a personalized video from Chip Sadarsky. Wait, what? Yeah. Sent huh. me like a 15-second clip saying thank you wow. for joining his Substack. I thought that was neat. That is neat. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't really want to get into all the politics of Substack, but uh, if they're not going to ever tell me how retailers are going to get it, I'm going to continue to be pissed about it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. until then, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Chippy, here's some of my money." I do love Chippy. I, you know, I can't turn against my Chippy boy, but I also will probably not be subscribing until I figure out what it means for my job, <laughs> the existence of retail stores. So, Chip, if you're listening, yeah, thank let you. me just—I just want to know what it is. You know, just somebody yeah, just, like just add us. Yeah, add let us. us know. Yeah, let, tell tell us your plan. Yeah. I don't think it's chip specifically. (laughs) It's the entire uh, Substack genre that is emerging needs to figure out what the fuck is happening with uh, distribution. So that's my that's my little two cents of uh, being bitchy for for this episode, and then I'll stop. That's not true. I'm gonna talk so much shit. I'm gonna talk so much shit on billionaires later. Don't worry. Later, you mean in like. 14 seconds oh yeah do y'all just want to talk shit on billionaires right now might as well all right (laughs) never force the segue (laughs) uh so i have nightwing number 83 by tom taylor bruno redondo and adriano lucas the our favorite book just keeps getting better you guys like my god this book is so good um so it starts out with uh He's in his uh, newly found sister's apartment, uh, and she, the last issue was him learning all like her entire backstory and how he has like finds out that he has a half sister. That whole thing. Um, and this beginning of this issue, she's like, "Hey, by the way, I I know it looks like I'm working for Blockbuster, but actually, I'm I'm gonna take it all down from the inside." Uh, I'm inclined to believe her. I want to believe her, but I, well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, when you say working for Blockbuster, I just got this mental oh image of God. her in like a Blockbuster <laughs> shirt. The, the blue and, and yellow. Yeah. She's yeah. the reason why they're not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she took it down from the inside. She's, she brought up Netflix. Um, it was a triple cross. Yeah. yeah Blockbuster, the store is way different than Blockbuster, the character. One gets crushed, one got crushed. One crushes people, one got crushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's like trying to take down the Maronis and and uh, Blockbuster, like the whole the whole shebang. Um, and then the the cops show up at the front door, and she's like, "Uh, oh, I'll deal with them." And he's like, "No, no, no, they're not here for you. 
they're here because they're clearly watching your house and they saw a vigilante break in. <laughs> so they're here for me. So he like, you know, jumps out the window and fights Blockbuster on the roof and it's super badass. It's this like incredible fight scene and then he like takes down an entire chopper full of like gunmen and like oh that that cool. was dope yeah. just flying a, that that typical batman thing of flying a helicopter around with just guys dangling off of it yeah oh, <laughs> and i love like the 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 um pilot of the helicopter just hands him his uh handcuffs and is like can you just not do that yeah, just handcuff me and take the controls. Yeah, Did you I not like? I don't want to get punched in the face. Today. I don't want to be hanging out of the helicopter by your <laughs> garrote ropes. <laughs> I'm a helicopter pilot. I know how bad of an idea this is. <laughs> I also don't necessarily know how good you are at flying helicopters. <laughs> seems dangerous. Or t- um, he should just be like, "Look, I'll take you wherever you want to go. Just please don't throw me out of this this helicopter." <laughs> I will be your personal helicopter pilot henceforth. Yeah, this just became a hijacking. Um, but yeah, it, there's a really great scene where he just like falls into his apartment and he's explaining to Barbara. He's like, oh, I have a sister. And she's like, oh, that's great, Dick. Can I get you anything? And he's like, already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, good night. And, we'll talk, and there we'll he talk stayed for days. two days. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up and she's he's like, oh, what I missed? And she's like, oh, yeah, two days. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, I had meetings. And she's like, I rearranged them. You're fine. And then and, we get. Uh, and one of the other Robins has been patrolling for him. Yeah, so cute. Yeah, I think it's Tim. Um, yeah, it's Tim. Yeah. So then, then we find out. That he like he had a bunch of different meetings with a bunch of different people. Um, the first one being um, uh, was is Leslie Tompkins? Is that her name? Leslie? Yeah, the doctor. Yeah. The doctor. Yeah. So it's Leslie Tompkins. Then it was um, the Teen Titans. Then it was Lucius Fox. And then it was Superman. And this whole interaction is just so fucking perfect because it's it's like half. Like Superman telling Dick that he looks up to him, and like I like, can you be a a role model for John because I might not be around anymore, like or too much, you know? Like it's just it's such a good like those two wholesome characters, you know what I mean? Like it's it's the like endearing optimism of of Dick and Clark like at the same time, um, and also pretty perfect because uh, Tom Taylor's now writing john's book so worked out very nicely and they uh, bring a call back to the fact that um dick is called nightwing because of superman oh yeah yeah it's so good and, and he, he's basically running his uh his whole plan uh that will later be revealed by superman and he's like like i'm sorry about alfred but like this is you're doing such a good job of honoring him. It's like, oh, I'm going to cry. It's so cute. There were um, so many moments in this book I got choked up. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and then, well, before we get to the press conference, we get a smooch with Barbara. Because uh, he just, he's about to like, he's like, oh, thank you for everything you've done for me. And like, before I go out there, I just want to say thanks for being here. There's absolutely nothing. Uh, no, it could have done this without your advice and your friendship and whatever happens next. And then she just plants it on him. Um, as uh, as as Sean mentioned, I think in last week's episode, he's got a type. He has a type. I'm saying, man. <laughs> um, and as RJ mentioned off mic to me, uh, in the Titans book, he's with Starfire, correct? Yeah. 
Um, it's kind of tight. But I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's in the continuity. Is my point? No, I think they. Broke uh, if it up is, if it is, he's got a threes company situation. Not necessarily the continuity, on. but he's been with Starfire in in, in yeah, different no, iterations he, yes, of absolutely. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I have a very strong feeling that those two worlds are not really connected right now because of the whole DC Infinite right. everything. No, so, I think the ending of Teen Titans Academy where he leaves, he that's that's like him saying that they're broken up. Oh well, then never mind. That's a bummer. Um, well, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. But uh, far from the worst thing a superhero has ever done in a relationship. Let's be let's be honest. Um, so yeah. Uh, then we get the the whole kit and caboodle of what Dick's plan is, and it's uh, he says, "My name is Dick Grayson, and I've just become a billionaire," <laughs> and he just says. Billionaires shouldn't exist, and I am going to create so many social programs that I'm going to just eradicate everything. He's going to create a self-sustaining social program. Yes. But for Bloodhaven. Yes. For Bloodhaven, for Bloodhaven specifically, specifically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to read this whole little speech that he has. Um, I've seen money used for enforcement. I've seen the, the poorest and most vulnerable blamed and punished rather than assisted. I want to try something different. I want to help. Desperate people do desperate things, and powerful people have preyed on those less fortunate and profited from them in this city. We aim to make those people obsolete. Too many good people have fallen in Bloodhaven. It's time we caught them. Today, we begin working on public and affordable housing, access to employment, prisoner rehabilitation, public transport, free renewable energy, health care, and guaranteed living wage. Today, we begin a program aimed at completely ending poverty in the city. Today, I announced the Alfred Pennyworth Foundation. Like, my dude all but said ab- abolish the police. Like, that's, that's the only thing he didn't say. That's that- phase two. <laughs> yeah, that'll be phase two, yeah. My, It'll my just be, dude. he'll just have a patrol of Batmans, and uh, <laughs> that's that's law enforcement, is just like 20 Batmans. I like, um... I mean, there I like, already are 20 Batman, so I like, I like the reply from the Bat Family text chain, and Cass is just a page of emojis. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, I've that before, but <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And Damien says, uh, this, not that this is a contest, but you win. <laughs> yeah. And Jason says, you still owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, before you give all your money away, give me 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And it, I just, I love that the Bat Family group text keeps coming up as a joke. It's so Yeah, good. I love that, that that's a group text. And instead of contributing to the group text, uh, Bruce actually calls him, which... Um, Superman says, like, hey, if you're so concerned about what Bruce is going to think you know, maybe you should call him. And, and Dick says, uh, I, I'll probably text him. He would appreciate the less personal touch. <laughs> so then they, it's an immediate callback where he's like, wow, you're not usually a phone call type of guy. And all Bruce says is like, uh, you honored him today. Thank you. Like, and he's looking at a picture of, of uh, Alfred and Dick, and it's so cute. That choked me up. I know. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's so a great moment. Yeah. And then we get another, like, splash page of uh, this heartless asshole who's just got a wall of hearts. Just so many. He has so, so many, many hearts. hearts. He's just 
I don't who needs that many? I don't understand. I don't understand what you want. He's got to um, pump a lot of maybe he's got maybe his basement is flooded and he's, he just needs to pump it all out of there. Jesus Christ. What does he do with the hearts to pump Bro, the water just get a out shop, of there? Just get a shop. Pack, They're dog. in glass jars. <laughs> yeah, they don't work just, anymore. He just has a lot of blood that he needs to move around. So he needs enough hearts to do it. But yeah, I, no, so I, uh, dude, I, was, I don't know what, why, what's, you haven't said anything as to why he has so many arts. I, That's, I mean, I haven't read the rest of the book. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> maybe he's hungry. I was going to say, maybe he's like Richard Chase and he just doesn't think he has enough blood in his body. He's just like, I gotta get more blood. He needs more hearts for that. More hearts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, if you have more blood, you're going to have to pump that blood. You can't pump all that blood with just one heart. You're going to need more hearts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe he's just. Maybe not that many, though. Fine things. I do believe he is a collector. I think that's what they're alluding to. He's the collector of hearts. Yes. Uh, But yeah. He also mentions that something about Dick being his first. And he owes him so much, whatever. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm sure that's going to be that's a big creepy, character reveal. That's some creepy supervillain shit. Yeah, no, it's fucking great. Yeah, but as, basically, as he says, I'm going to steal his a heart. wall of hearts. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he was my first. It's like, first what? You have all these hearts and he's not dead. What the fuck is going yeah, on? What are you talking about? The Jack of Hearts, this guy. Yeah. But I hope his real name Dude, is Jack. That'd be hilarious. That'd be fantastic, actually. Wonder Wait. if this is going to be kind of like on pause uh, with Fear State coming out. Are we? Not, I think this. Maybe... I think this is his Fear State story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, I just, but, I just yeah. had to, I had to freak out over my boy eradicating poverty and homelessness with and and quickly, uh, as quickly as he could, not becoming a billionaire anymore. Yeah. Only good billionaire is Dick Grayson. The only good billionaire is a billionaire who's not a billionaire anymore. Yeah, the only good billionaire is... Because he's trying as hard as he can to not be one. I mean, that ass. (laughs) I mean, mean, yeah. You know know what uh, Dick Grayson and Dolly Parton have in common? That ass. That ass, but also just giving away money so they're no longer billionaires. (laughs) That's just... (laughs) Yeah, I never thought I'd make um, that connection, but, you know... Here we are. here, Here we are. Dolly Parton's just... Thinking up new ways, like I, I, I got too much money. I don't know how. To, like I feel like she's running out of ways to give away money. Yeah, she just keeps coming up with new ways, and it's phenomenal. And she's still amazing. So she's people the real keep supporting life Nightwing. Well, if you if you find yourself in a situation like that, you should consider joining our Patreon. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. No, honestly, I'm gonna take this moment to say uh, there is a charity called Choose Love, um, and they are doing uh, incredible work to. Um, extradite people out of Afghanistan before all the borders are oh, closed. Fuck so, yeah, no. Uh, g- go give all your money to that. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> and they- then on your next paycheck, uh, join our join our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Give all of your money besides three dollars. Say say, yeah. give them everything you have except the last three dollars, and then give it to us because <laughs> our Patreon's yeah. only three dollars. Who needs food? Fuck food. Yeah, you need you need more podcasts. That's what you need. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Someone get us out of here. Right near. Well, ear. it's not, it's not going to get better. Speaking of rich people being the absolute fucking worst. Yeah. Uh, let's talk for a moment about Eat the Rich Number One by Sarah Gailey, Pius Back, and Roman Titov. God, I hope I got those right. Bach. Bach. Mm-hmm. 
uh, at us if we got them wrong. Okay. Always let us know if we get them wrong. Jeez, I it's my worst fear. Anyway, so this this book, holy shit! So it like flipped the coin on what I thought this book was about like four times. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Same. So we get um kind of kind of almost the same kind of story set up as get out it's it's exactly the same really (laughs) so we have this this rich dude who's who's bringing his his girlfriend to meet his family for the first time and she's stressing out because she like doesn't know how to behave around rich people but like once very much wants to be part of that world and is stressing out about that. He's stressing out because he got sober recently and like the only communication he seems to have with some of the people in his old life is drinking. So he, he mentioned this is the first time he went to see most of his family sober since he was 12. Yeah. Oh. And I think he says like 10. Like it's like, oh, yeah, my no, God. since he was 12, was yeah, 12? 12 years old. But like yeah. they seem to be like, you know, late twenties. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Jesus fuck. <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah, but dude's got a problem. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you said, he's sober now. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, like Ricky said, can you imagine like going? That's so yeah. He freaks out, right? So yeah. they're yeah. both just freaking so the fuck out. <laughs> he freaks out, and she's like, "Well, shit, I can't freak out if he's freaking out because the thing he's freaking out about is like way more like important." Than yeah, my anxiety. Yeah, of fall off the wagon. I can oh. relate to that. Like, whenever a friend has a panic attack, I I go into mom mode and I have to protect. So, <laughs> like, it the best way to get rid of a panic attack for me is for you to have a panic attack. I'll remember that if I'm ever mom. around you while you're having a panic attack. <laughs> I'll just start hyperventilating, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Then I have to talk you down, and it's a vicious circle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, we, we start to kind of meet the players here. Like we we meet some of we meet the family, we meet the people who work for the family, and there seems to be a very strange dynamic going on there. Um, yeah, they're like revering all of their the help, but but like also not acknowledging that they exist. Like yeah. they've got portraits of the, of the help on the wall. They keep also calling them the help. Yeah. Couldn't be more condescending. Oh. And then um, she tries to, like, offer the nanny help with the kid. Because she's like, yeah, you know, I used to nanny, so if you ever need a hand. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, don't offer the help help. In fact, don't talk <laughs> don't to us. Help don't help the help. Yeah, if, yeah if, don't, like, yeah. Do- you're doing this all fucking wrong. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, they're sitting on the beach. Like, uh, the the nanny ran off with the baby to the beach because he was being fussy so like she went out to get air and ran into them and the whole time they're talking the baby is like looking at this just human jawbone in the mm-hmm. sand yeah she mm-hmm. doesn't say anything and yeah. it's just like playing with a yeah, friggin like, uh, jawbone fuck yeah it's it's like the way it's done there's a potential that the two adults did not see what it was but it's very obviously a human jawbone like yeah pay closer attention to what this kid has like he's like he has it in his mouth at one point he's like chewing on it yeah but she's basically like look if you want to fit in here don't fucking talk to me yeah like don't talk to any of us that work here that bit you pulled about not letting them take your bags like everyone noticed don't you can't do that shit it's like jesus christ what is going on here really fucking weird shit yeah Yeah. it's, it's weird that like the the 
the people working there are having saying that it's like just like why are they so adamant like what is happening here yeah there's a there's a strange dynamic that gets revealed yeah. <laughs> oh and, and, and yeah they're like having this retirement party for for one of their servants or like is he like a chef i think he's a chef he's or a, something uh, the, gardener. the gardener they make yeah. this groundskeeper they make this uh, deal about like she's like someone's like oh you missed um so and so's retirement or birthday parties like but tonight is this other one's like they have like parties or whatever all the time for yeah this seems to happen a lot yeah yeah and so they show up to this party and she's wearing like this striped dress and pearls and then like they show up and everyone seems to be wearing the same thing and she's all like, hey, why didn't anyone tell me like what you're supposed to wear to this? And he's just, and the boyfriend character's just like, oh, what? Everyone's just dressed like, you know, the first party of the season. It's whatever. It's like, what does that fucking mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just further driving home the point that rich people are a different fucking species. Yeah. I, I personally, like kind of love these types of situations where I show up not knowing that you're supposed to dress a certain way and I'm way underdressed for some reason I love that <laughs> you show up to the the costume party that's not a costume party but you thought it was a costume party and you're like dressed like a bottle of mustard and everyone, <laughs> everyone else is just wearing normal clothes <laughs> yeah just like show up in like ripped jeans and everybody else is like biz cash and you're like oh well, Adam just goes and to, I just the weirdo. Adam just goes to every party as a bottle of mustard, <laughs> <laughs> dressed like a. This is a Rachel's dressed like funeral. a hot dog. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no one said it wasn't a mustard funeral. You got to tell me. These I thought things. it was a wake. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is my party funeral. mustard. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, th so then we we meet this this friend of his. What's his name? He has like some wacky name. I mean, they all have rich people name. It's like Brinley no, and but his Hayden is like not and... even a real name. Yeah, yeah again, like Brinley and Hayden, and no offense to our Brinleys and Hayden listeners. Just, sorry. Th that rem that reminds me of something. Uh, I I I remember seeing this interview with Mike Judge about Beavis and Butthead. And before Beavis and Butthead, Beavis was actually a very high society name. Really? And he specifically used it for Beavis because he <laughs> thought that was funny. That's that's funny. Yeah, his name's Bumper. Bumper. It's not a fucking. That's, that's not even okay. a name. That's not a name. That's that is for sure a nickname he got from doing coke. Yeah, for sure. Oh for yeah, that's yeah, a coke sure. nickname. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly well there it is uh, but but he has he's like apparently the mc of the evening and he goes up and just starts roasting everybody not everybody just like the men yeah S certain people specifically and every yeah. time he mentions one of them they leave yeah like, and this meanwhile this guy who this party is for just looks like he's having the shittiest <laughs> yeah he seems not yeah just not happy to be retired <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, it's like you get you get the impression that this this party's for him, but it's not like for him. Yeah, yeah, he's we're the having... guest of honor, but it's not. Oh, for it's him. definitely for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird vibe. Yeah, Everyone's we're having like... dinner for the groundskeeper. <laughs> we're having the groundskeeper for dinner. Well, hang on, not so fast. <laughs> But yeah, so we get kind of more of this weird dynamic where, like, people are, are giving her, like, these backhanded compliments. 
Yeah, like, oh, it's so, like, you so beat, daring. You, you march to the beat of your own drum because you didn't yeah. dress like everyone else. And she's yeah. like, cool. Because no one told me what kind of drum we were beating tonight. So yeah. I had no cue to go off of. Like, mm-hmm. fuck all of you. Ooh, Pearl's so retro. So she kind of, like, again has to just escape and goes down to, like, the beach for a minute. And then witnesses the boy, the boyfriend's dad just fucking murder the guy that this party was for. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just stab the shit out of him. And then, like, we pull back and there's just, like, a whole barbecue scene where it becomes very clear that they're gonna eat this poor guy. Yep. Yeah, retirement is, I'm gonna eat you. The the thing... Why would that, you work for someone like this? That's, that's, I, I, there has to be some kind of, like, okay, if you work for this family... Your family will be taken care of for the yeah, rest of their lives. Clearly, they all there has know. To, yeah, there they has to know. be some. Yeah, because like that—that's why the nanny was being weird. Where she's like, yeah. "Fuck off! Don't talk to me. You yeah, don't you're even just gonna know eat what's happening." Twenty-five yeah, years. You don't even know what's happening <laughs> with like with this whole thing. Yeah. So there's got to be some kind of incentive where like yeah. your family becomes billionaires, but all you have to do is sacrifice yourself. Because yeah, they, yeah. they talk about it like these aren't like just rich people. These are uber wealthy. Yeah, these, these the are jokes literally... that they make, like, they are the ultra-wealthy. Yeah, yeah. These, these are literally, like, the people that shouldn't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, these, like, hundred people or so. The, are the Beavises ones that are... of the world. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're single-handedly, like, 90% of climate change is their fault. Yeah, you're, like, you're they're Beavis. that rich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the new show, Beavis and Be- uh, Bezos. <laughs> Beavis, <laughs> and Bezos. <laughs> Beavis and Bezos! Bezos and, oh, Bezos and I PS love Head. It. <laughs> I, can, I can see Bezos as butthead. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Oh my god, beautiful. Right. Yeah, this as as you mentioned it, uh this book took a few turns I didn't see coming. Yeah, because you think eat the rich and then you see like the, the, the cover is these like you think it's going to be vampires. You think it's vampires. Because yeah, they have was... these like red tinted glasses on the cover. Yeah, I thought it's for got... sure it was vampires. Um, I also, yeah, because I mean, the rich being vampires is not an analogy that is subtle or, no. you yeah. know, like lost no. on me whatsoever. But also the rich being cannibals is also a, an analogy that is, <laughs> it is not lost on me whatsoever. Um, the thing that got me was I really thought she was like, because she keeps harping on like, Oh, I, I really need to learn how to fit in around here if I want to if I want to be a part of it. And I I was convinced that she was going to be like assassinating them. Like she's like I need to learn how to fit in so that I can Take gain them down. The, gain uh, their yeah, trust yeah. and kill them. Yeah, but it just like, sounds like she just wants a cool job. I've been dating yeah, yeah, no. this fucking idiot for how long now? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's it's it I was reading it that she had an ulterior motive, but no, she just wants to be rich mm-hmm. and like be a part of it and then right then regrets that immediately. But we're uh, not so much eating the rich here. It's the rich who are eating. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be really cool if this ended with all of the servants just chowing down and all of these rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately. <laughs> turn, turn, turn into these, Wendigos. <laughs> turn these fuckers into some barbacoa, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm sure it has a lot to do. I'm sure there's going to be like, oh, it's a human sacrifice so that we can keep our money. Like, it's like uh, sacrifices of the god of like um, Mammon or whatever. Like, it's it's going to be some oh, shit like that. Yeah. That's 
like that uh, order of the, the uh, what, what's that secret society where everyone thinks that it's like some QAnon shit? It's gonna the be gold, like that. the Golden Dawn. Not, Not the, the Dawn. no. There, there's a current one that like oh. every president goes on this like stupid retreat, and everyone, yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe they just got bored and they started eat, killing and eating people. I mean, yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I guess I mean, if she wants a way to fit in, start chowing down, baby. I don't yeah. recommend. Gra- I do grab not, do a not. grab a paper plate. And, I heard uh, from Eddie Gein that the taste isn't isn't very good. Christ. He's well, he full of eat, shit, man. He, he ate so dead, many people. Yeah, he tried to eat dead people. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I think the yeah. I think the fact that he tried it is kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously. Right, he ate, tried to eat a person. Yeah, it's Ed Gein. Of course it's fucked up. Anyway, I just I just feel RJ. like if if you're fucked up enough to try it, you're probably you should be fucked up enough to like it. Like it's weird that he didn't like <laughs> it. We can't It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't have taste. Maybe he tried to eat one of his <laughs> furniture things he made. Come yeah. on, he just digs up dead people. He's not a monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right <laughs> get us out of here <laughs> all right jesus christ i don't even know anyway my comic there is no transition no, there just is yeah. my comic is kang the conqueror number one by sci-fi dynamic duo jackson lansing colin kelly uh but with art by carlos magno and colors by espen grunaturn um uh, so you you mentioned that to me off mic uh sci-fi dynamic duo who what else have they done uh jackson lansing and colin kelly have been in charge of one of my favorite sci-fi comics called joyride with marcus toe on art um oh, it's cool. three trades long it's fantastic they also um part of the writers responsible for Star Trek Year 5, which is a Star Trek comic that continues the uh, five-year mission of the original Enterprise with James Kirk. Um, but they're great. They, uh, they're really good at um, writing together, and uh, they've done a lot of books uh, that yeah, way. So. I, I agree with you. This book fucking rules. It does rule. So this is the... F- Probably one of the first times Kang Kang has ever had like a ongoing solo series. Um and uh it starts with us in the future with Nathaniel Richards. So we're we're starting at like young Kang um at like Iron Lad before before he's a young Avenger uh Kang, um who is so bored with his existence that uh he just decides to raid an old Doctor Doom castle and he meets <laughs> he meets himself. Yeah. Him himself recruits himself. Right. Uh so Kang no. is like <laughs> Kang is like trying to get him started on his journey early by uh interfering and kind of training him. Um he's he, there's like in a library and they're like uh, you shouldn't trust, you know, uh, written down volumes. You should only trust, uh, stuff from the source. But I guess if you've been given scraps, this must seem like a feast. So he takes them and they end up in, uh, prehistoric times right before, <laughs> uh, every, 
every living thing's about to get annihilated by the meteor. Right before yeah, was, the meteor. Yeah. yeah. One one year before the meteor. So he's like, that's your ticking clock to get trained up and become me. I am that's- so jealous of those dinosaurs, man, let me tell you. <laughs> Don't worry. Jesus Christ. Don't no, worry. no, but but we we get the frog and the hot plate slowly burning to death. Apocalypse. They got just looking up in the sky, going, "Hey, what's that?" And then that's it. <laughs> you don't know. How you the don't next ooh, know that. You you don't know what the next year is gonna be. <laughs> what if you're the dinosaur that got trapped under a meteor that like all the other ones missed? You just end up with a broken leg for. <laughs> you know, I I heard somewhere that there that there are likely dinosaur bone fragments on the moon. Oh shit! Well, From that they are they that bouncy? <laughs> well, no. no, they're in they're in the underground moon base. <laughs> no, but with, with, with oh, the, yes. imp- the moon, the bunker. impact of the asteroid uh, sent debris as far as like Jupiter or some shit wow. like that. I just I just want to believe in hollow moon theory. We should be playing I just, basketball. I just, with that. I just um I just learned about that not that long ago, and I what hollow Earth. No hollow moon. There's a hollow it. moon. I was joking. I didn't. That was yeah. Like that was the joke I was making. There's a theory that the There's moon actually, is actually a space station, and it's the, it's a big beach ball. I, um, I tried. No, it's a it's it's an actual. Uh, it's an actual. It's a space station. Well, let's all believe it enough that it comes true. Department. Yeah. Of I tried spot. to go to my pick, and we still ended up in some <laughs> yeah, fucking weird sorry. corner. I'm sorry. No, I just learned <laughs> about this. It's just it's funny. <laughs> all right. The internet's a weird place, man. You learn too many weird things. It's true. So, yeah, the the majority of this book is Kang kind of teaching Kang. Um, Kang teaching Kang, yeah. baby. Te- Kang teaching Kang how to Kang. Kang is this weird Marvel character. Uh, obviously, he just got put into the MCU, or at least a version of him. So he's kind of brought a lot of attention to himself recently. Um, but throughout the years, he's been weirdly used like a mostly an avengers villain but also kind of a fantastic four villain um and they've he's all these different characters and sometimes he was like characters that he wasn't initially supposed to be but then they retconned to be him later um Mm. so he's like immortus and the silver centurion and ramatut the pharaoh and all of these different guys. Um, so they all get kind of complicated and convoluted. And uh, I think this... It's timey-wimey. Sure. <laughs> they kind of do a decent job of uh, breaking some of this do, down. Yeah, that, yeah. that big splash page with him kind of talking about all of that stuff that you just... Those because different iterations of him. specifically showing... Uh, I'm just gonna call young Kang Iron Lad and old <laughs> Kang Kang for the sa- sake of um, explaining this. So he's showing Iron Lad all of his failures, specifically right. so that he won't make the same mistakes again. But it it also does a really good job of giving you a like crash course on like what a the primer fuck Kang. on Kang. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. and how how timey wimey it truly gets. So this book is interesting character development for um iron lad because we get to see like what exactly happened of him trying trying to not be like kang um dude shot a dinosaur it's true <laughs> fucked up don't shoot dinosaurs with up. a kirby crackle gun what did dinosaurs ever do with to an you? energy gun 
<laughs> I mean, they created oil, which is slowly killing us. I love yeah, this. Thanks, dinosaurs. They got their revenge. <laughs> they got the last laugh. Really putting the die in dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I I like that there's this conversation that they have together where um, <laughs> Nathan uh, Iron Lad early on is like, well, don't when you meet one of us, doesn't that create a time paradox? And he's like, you don't understand. A time paradox is just another weapon in Kang's arsenal. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, the, the rules of time don't matter. Kang is above time. He doesn't give a shit. Right. I also, yeah. I love that, in, especially in this sense, using Kang, like, Kang referring to Kang in the third person <laughs> is, is perfect because it's more of a concept than a person. It's like yeah. the whole like Reed Richards having like the like the Council of Reeds. It's like right. the, Kang is the concept of Kang, and he's like explaining to him what Kang needs to be. And it, it's like, yeah, like a it's, cool. it's cool too because it doesn't matter if Kang dies or uh or like something happens. There's always a Kang. Kang is a constant throughout time. The way his story right. has progressed is that it doesn't matter. Um, really where one of them goes there is always going to be another one right it's a different version of them throughout time could just be kang so it doesn't yeah that kang it doesn't necessarily <laughs> he he doesn't necessarily he didn't necessarily die yeah he's created so many time paradoxes that he's infinite yeah <laughs> yeah like, i feel like that's essentially yeah. what's happened and i think that's like kind of his point it's like yeah there's just another like so that's why he does the it's talking about like yeah, like the, the we. It's like a we almost like yeah. Yeah. Kang is us. We are yeah. Kang. <laughs> <laughs> the, the book opens with this really cool narration about Alexander the Great talking with a sage, and the oh yeah, uh, the sage is clearly a Stephen King fan because he goes, "Go, there's clearly there's other worlds than these." You know, just <laughs> Dark Tower reference. It's fine. <laughs> but then, then Alexander the Great uh, is like, you know, he's crying, and he's like, "Why are you crying?" Is like because there's. Uh, all these different worlds, but I can't even conquer this one. So it, it yeah. kind of reflects how like Kang is constantly, constantly failing, and uh, is kind of in this immortal struggle to uh, finally, finally conquer. Um, it it's also um, a good uh, comparison because Kang and Alexander the Great are both huge dicks. True, just the fucking worst. <laughs> well, not not young Kang. No, he doesn't no, no, want to be just, a Kang. Again, Iron Lad and Kang. I'm gonna the, I'm referring to old Kang. Um <laughs> so, Jesus gets confusing fast. So, so uh, Kang yeah. saying Kang tells him that, you know, don't fall in love because that's the one thing that will will conquer you. And um that 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 doesn't that lasts a page. <laughs> yeah, about thirty five yeah, seconds. Sure. They uh yeah. he uh he goes to kill a dinosaur and then falls in love. Whoops. He falls in love with a dinosaur? <laughs> well, you just know, you know, how Sometimes it happens. You know, you know, man. He meet cutes with a dinosaur hunter. It's true. I just love that there was people and dinosaurs on this planet. Yeah. Um, so he finds time. this, like, civilization. That's not historically accurate. He finds this civilization of people that, that shouldn't be there because it's, you know, they, people haven't been invented yet. Yeah, he even says that. He's like, this shouldn't exist. Why is this here? We have to save them. And then, uh, and then he tells Kang that. And King's like, I told you not to fall in love, and does the Batman slap. Um, yeah, hard. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a good thing. Just it's a good thing Kang isn't part of DC because then he'd have throwing things called Kangarangs. 
and we don't yeah. need them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think we do need that. I can make oh dumb my God. dumb side tangents too. Yeah. You're the king of dumb side <laughs> tangents, aren't you? The king of them. If you will. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Kang just eviscerates all the people. He just takes a laser gun. They don't have laser guns, so they do not. Yeah, they're just they're kills, done for. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He he pulls a colonizer on their asses. And just says, nope, no more indigenous people. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I mean, they they were all gonna die in a year anyway, right? But like, he but they died like like you said. It would have been, oh, what's that? And then they well, yeah. just, this, this is, is just this murder. Is, this is genocide. I think the yeah. assumption is that Young Kang would have time saved them. Yeah, yeah, because he tried. He's like, or we have to, to. We have least. to. Right. Yeah, we have to stop until this. they we got to... lasered. <laughs> but you also could argue that he wouldn't have, and the reason he can do it is because Kang lasered them. Yes. Because that's the catalyst for him to take his next action and really level up his Kang. I don't know how to phrase level this up anymore. His Kang. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he uh, he starts like uh, he starts just behind Kang's back, um, tailoring Kang's suit to him and yeah. his equipment, so he can leave right as a meteor hits and kills the old Kang. Just goes all right. Bye. Mm-hmm. And, uh, See and he leaves, and then he ends up in ancient Egypt with Ramatut. Um, so this book <laughs> uh, is probably going to be him facing all the different iterations of Kang. Yeah, awesome. That's what it sounds uh, very like. Cool. Also, th- of all of the like sci-fi shit and all of the like shit that he's learned over this past year, the most impressive is that. He was able to 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 tailor the entire suit overnight. That's the most impressive part. <laughs> like he sewed, he he stole the suit and sewed it overnight, so that <laughs> old Kang wouldn't know. I that that's too unbelievable. Well, honestly, I mean, that's, old that's Kang probably got line. drunk for a long time. I mean, mm. where did he get all that stuff? Is there a Joanne fabrics in the Jurassic period? <laughs> I mean, there's also laser guns, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he had tools at his disposal. I will have to say some of these uh big splash pages for like the the, the meteor landing and like Kang's the, history, Kang's history, yeah. the the slap, even the the, the uh, him like dancing around the fire with the the the, the tribe that he meets. Uh, the the ending, like they're gorgeous. They they are, and the colors are. There's awesome. so much detail. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it looks like this last page with. Him and the, you know, Ramatut's empire, like, all the soldiers are so, like, they got this really, like, ornate armor, but they have, like, these obelisks and these statues. It looks really cool. Yeah. This book rocked. It was so cool. Yeah. And it, it's great um, to give depth to a character that doesn't always have a ton of it. Um, right. And just in time for everyone right. to care that Kang exists. Yes. And yeah. I love Where's weird, Kang gonna be at? I love weird time bullshit. Kang's gonna be the next Thanos. Well, Kang's gonna be the next Kang, guys. Come on. We've yeah, we've said we've Kang just so many times no, I meant in the in last the, ten minutes. In the movies, oh, bro. Is he the, he's the gonna be the next big, big villain. villain. Maybe. Yeah, uh, okay. I haven't seen. No, Maybe. he for sure is. They're building for him to be the next, like the phase, whatever. I, I, I have a feeling they're gonna, they're gonna use him to bring in the Fantastic Four. 
For sure. Because also there's there's a whole thing where Nathan Richards is Reed Richards' father. Yep. So I think that's how they're going to do it, which I realized uh, yesterday or today or whatever. I, I realized while talking to RJ that uh, they're going to have to cast a black Reed Richards because yep. they cast a black Kang in Loki. So that's they've neat. they've officially made that bed. It seems if that's, yeah. If that's the route they're taking, yeah. That's, oh, they're one hundred percent gonna do the "I am your father" moment. Why wouldn't mm. they do the "I am your father" moment? Come yeah. on, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Kang Kang sounds like it should be a citrus flavored soft drink, doesn't it? No, you're thinking but of like, Tang, yeah. but like the 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 one that you buy when you're too poor for Tang. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's, what I mean? That's a yeah. certain level. It's of like war. that bottom shelf. But all it does is like, transport you, you know. to the Jurassic Period. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just takes you to a point in time. You're like, oh man, I was thirsty. I just wanted to drink. Yeah, just I, just wanted... I don't want to fucking hang out with dinosaurs. But I guess that'd be cool though. I don't know. Hanging out with dinosaurs seems pretty dope. It's a whole movie about it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um This episode. What's let's move on to the other book that has another Big rock in the sky. Uh, Way of X number five by Cy Spurrier, Bob Quinn, and Hava Tartaglia. So, oh boy. Um, we got a whole lot going on in this book. Legion murdered uh, a bunch of people by accident. By accident. And <laughs> while trying to figure out who Onslaught is, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now he's we'll on see. Mars trying to figure out what the fuck went wrong and Xavier's just yelling at him um pretty much telling him you know you're too dangerous I'm not going to resurrect you and yeah, Legion's just like trying to talk to Nightcrawler this, whole, this whole issue is like uh Legion trying to talk to Nightcrawler as Xavier yeah. yells at him he's like you're not hearing me are you <laughs> no yeah yeah you're not listening <laughs> not at listening at all and then we have uh Nightcrawler trying to kind of mediate between i can't remember it's fabian cortez and lost lost that's her name that's the one i couldn't remember yeah um because i guess he (laughs) is the reason why she was raised by these people that turned her into this um thing yeah i'm not sure not not, not thing but like it kind of like sounded like they did like experiments on on her while um after like her parents were killed or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it might have been when um Fabian was a villain part of the upstarts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because they're very much trying to kill each other. Yes. <laughs> it's in a very bad way. And then Nightcrawler just kind of was like, fuck it. I'm done with y'all. Let's see if you guys could make up and poofs them to the freaking atmosphere and just yeah. says, All right. <laughs> Either make up and one of you can use powers to save the other, or you're, we're all gonna die. He just drops them. <laughs> um, yeah, and then unfortunately, I think they're they got they're getting about to the point where they're probably gonna be like, okay, we got this. And then onslaught is just like no, mm. and like power like takes over um, Cortez and just he just fries lost, um, just like from the inside out by like over boosting her power yeah Yeah. um and because of that i think by like over boosting her gravity power it caused one of the moons of mars to come out of orbit and is now hurtling towards mars Uh oh mars (laughs) slash uh arako yeah (laughs) um the planet formerly known as mars and they're kind of talking about 
Oh man! man what are the speaking of here? an asteroid crashing in and killing everybody on the planet, exactly it's the largest well, Martian moon. And yeah, there's this uh, like Phobos. there's like this sword write up data page that is like <laughs> yeah. a report of the incident, but then also scribble marks by Abigail. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> I someone made a point. I can't remember who said it, but like it's mentioned. Like man, it'd be it'd be really embarrassing for like. Uh, universal politics if after a week after they establish this planet it's just destroyed <laughs> yeah. and they like, they destroy it themselves right. like yeah. they just fuck around a little too much and yeah, just, yeah. That, that guy who spent his entire life figuring out how to terraform mars is gonna be pissed <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh yeah because then it's just gone on top of already be- yeah he, he <laughs> someone, lost someone beat him to it and then destroyed it in 10 yeah. days he's gonna find a way to like remove all of the mutants from the planet just as it blows up. <laughs> God damn it! <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So in between this, yeah, so we have like the two stories and like at that point, Legion kind of figures out he kind of like is aware that Xavier is there and kind of like yelling at him and like he gets a peek into his mind and sees like, if I die, he's not going to resurrect me. And he also senses Onslaught in him because the beginning of this issue is him getting resurrected. So that kind of leads into, he senses the shadow and he kind of figures out that Onslaught is getting in during the resurrection protocol because the, there's a piece that doesn't always come back because they're doing like the reboots and the backups. Yes. And that's how he's sneaking in. And uh, there's this really cool page at the end where you just see like the little Onslaughts above all these people that have been resurrected. Um, in Krakoa. So, yeah, on- Onslaught is, like, has influence over anyone that's gotten resurrected in yeah. that time Holy frame. Holy shit. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, whatever, in whatever time frame. So it could have been, it doesn't seem like they know how long, yeah. but probably a while. Probably so it's a the lot entire of time they've been resurrecting people, Probably. Yeah. So the flip side of this is... Well, because the first person that they resurrected was Xavier, right? Or, like... He was like the fifth or sixth because they resurrected the entire X Men team that died on that at, on that uh, space station, and then Xavier died in like X Force in like yeah. well, the first got, issue. He he died early in this one. He got resurrected. That was the beginning of this issue. Yeah, so yeah I but th- like yeah. so but yeah. so, but Z- it would make sense oh, that, that Xavier could have been there the whole time. Out, yeah, well, that that it would make sense that Onslaught figured out how to sneak in through Xavier. That's and a good then, point. And then kept doing Kinda it through everyone doing else. it through, and then he's since he's. Which makes sense, because Xavier's so integral to the process. Yeah, exactly. As far as, like, getting their memories back and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so, so, on the other side, uh, so Onslaught's almost like um, those Marvel figures that you get that come with, like, one piece of some... Of, of oh, a he's a build figure. figure. Yeah. I mean, Onslaught was like, a build figure. <laughs> well, there it is. Back when yeah, if, you, if, you, if you buy enough X-Men action figures, you end up with a lo- Onslaught, whether you like it or not. I, yeah, I, I've, that's unfortunate. One, Another onslaught build a finger. <laughs> I would like that. Um, so while this is going on, uh, Phobos is now hurtling towards Mars, and basically Nightcrawler is figuring out, just kind of looking at it, and just like, um, he's like, "I can do it." So like, Fabian Course is like, yeah. "What the fuck do you mean?" <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, "Yo, you're gonna murder like you don't let me murder." He's like, "No, I can't let these people die. Like that's murder." He's like, "It's a fucking moon. Like, what are you?" He's like, "Dude," and he's basically just like, "Overload my power to the fucking max. Like, just crank it to a million. And he's like, "You're gonna die." He's like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, I I gotta fucking save these people." And he 
bamps a fucking moon away multiple from times multiple times um <laughs> fucking ho- wild dude like holy shit and then basically right before that he he tells fabian it's like look i figured i figured out how to preach like he figured the whole thing out he's been struggling how to like preach to the mutants like what he should focus on for like the way and all this stuff and he's like right at this point he figured it out he's like well, I'm about to die. So Fabian, you need to tell me, th- just tell me about the spark and I'll put it, I'll put the rest together. Like, that's what you have to There's tell me. There's um, also a recurring thing where he talks about how uh, the the land of Krakoa isn't Krakoa, Krakoa is mutants. And that, right. uh, exactly. you know, we they have a law, kill no man, but... Uh, their third law, respect this land, means that for mutants. That they have right. to respect mutants just as much as they do humans. And that mutants are the, the real miracle that happened. Because they've gotten really cavalier with the resurrection. Right. And he still can't wrap his head around that. He's like, no, like, he's like, we're going to die. It's like, well, just come back. It's like, like but no, like, that's yeah, not someone's like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Living. But he's like, but it has to matter. And right, exactly. So I, I love that this. Not only is this an epic, heroic moment for Kurt, but this is also the moment for him where he dies, finally. But I think he's okay with that. I think that he... He's, he's dying for, for a, he's, a purpose. Right. And, and, right. and yeah. respecting mutants by dying. Like, he's, he's, he's doing the most noble thing that you can. Uh, and, and yeah, so that's how, like, the Resurrection Protocol should be used, is, like, for selfless acts and yeah you're like, dying and almost like yeah like helping people yeah. right and he, they yeah. even tell him like you died on purpose he's like suicide he's like no not suicide <laughs> you saved millions of people like yeah. you saved didn't you wouldn't planet. do that but like the something happens in between fabian's overloading him and seeing this and being told and by the time they get back to Krakoa, because he's just like catatonic his brain like turned off so he can't tell, and they just want to like kill him and bring him back. But if they do that, Kurt won't be able to figure out, and he someone's preventing him from figuring this out. And I would imagine it's probably something to do with Onslaught, since he kind of creeped in earlier in this issue. He's kind of just like shut his brain off, so Kurt can't figure out what he figured out. And that's when we get that big splash page at the end with all the little onslaughts on top of everybody. The onslaught build a figure, as we say. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's on top. It's on top of everyone. Yeah, including Xavier. Yeah. Um, which that's not great. Not you. Oh, and now and now it will be Kurt too. Not the best. But goddamn, so, I can't think of a better like culmination of Kurt's character than this issue. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it was it was a great issue. This is probably one of my favorite ones of the week. Um, this is the uh, the last issue. Well, obviously, it's your pick, Sean. <laughs> That's this true. Is the <laughs> the last issue, but we get a one shot wrap up called the Onslaught Revelation. So, Way of X is done, unfortunately. Hopefully, Siceberger can stay in the X bullpen and continue this these ideas that he has because yeah, for sure, it's incredible. Yeah. So. All right, let's do some shout-outs. Shout them. Shout them. Uh, I got a couple here. Um, so, uh, Superman and the Authority, number two. It wouldn't be a week if I didn't uh, shout out the Superman uh, Grant Morrison book. Uh, 
So it's by Grant Morrison, and there's a different creative team for each like little segment. Um, well, it's so a lot of names. It's a lot of names. It's uh, yeah. Michael Jannon, Fico Osseo, Evan Cagle, uh, Travel Foreman, Jordi Belair, Sebastian Chang, Dave Stewart, and Alex Sinclair. Uh, so yes, quite a the, few uh, stacks. Yeah. The first issue um, of this was was kind of Grant Morrison, and this issue was the most Grant just, Morrison thing. That's what it, I was just going to say. Just yeah. Pulled the fucking throttle down on that shit. It's He's like, awesome. hey, do you guys remember that I'm Grant Morrison? Because yeah. here you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just assembling the team, it's assembling the cavalry and each so character that they that they recruit has their own little like vignette story about and it's, them. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was I thought this was, it's was a great fucking issue with awesome. That stuff. Like yeah. honestly, if Nightwing wasn't trying to just eradicate poverty, uh this would have been my pick, but it's just fucking it's great. Um it, it kind of lost me a little. I was like, what is oh, I'm like, oh, we're just doing the montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing you're doing the gather the team montage, but in a very Grant Morrison way. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they they recruit um, uh, Steel, uh, who is uh, I forget her name. No, uh, Natasha Irons. Na- Natasha Irons. I was trying to remember her last name. Yeah, so Natasha Irons, uh, the the Steel's Steel's um, daughter. Daughter. But yeah, she's still uh, daughter or niece. Oh, it calls uncle. Oh, was it? Uh, oh, just because she calls him Uncle John early on, I just assumed oh, okay. the other person was also was John Steele. Yes, that makes sense. Either way, a- they're related. Anyway, she fights the literal physical manifestation of the internet. It's awesome. Uh, and then we get uh, uh, Midnight or Apollo yeah, just crazy. doing Midnight or Apollo shit, and then it turns out that like Midnighter's anniversary gift to Apollo is that they're on a team with Superman. Like, <laughs> yeah. so good. <laughs> Uh, and then we get a whole really fucked up Enchantress uh, oh, yeah, sequence was, of like brutal. being in her hellscape mind prison. And yeah, it's it's fucking great. Uh, yeah, just uh, go check it out. I can't do it any justice by trying Dude, to. <laughs> and the, the inner cut uh, with Superman and um, Manchester Black. Thank you. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> were just the it, most Grant Morrison thing. Just pitch perfect. Oh, just, so just, great. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, cause yeah, cause it's it's Manchester trying to like brag about who he got, and they're like, oh, I did. Like Superman's like, yeah, I'm the one who called. I'm the one who called. Steve. Yeah, I called. He's them. like, well, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so good. All right, so that's my shout out. Uh, Black Cat number nine by Jed McKay, C.F. Villa, and Brian Reber. Uh, this is uh, continuing. Um, Black Cat's final most uh, dangerous mission yet, which is stealing supervillains that are sentient Infinity Gems. Um, All right. Yep. Holy shit. (laughs) Well, that sounds precarious. It's something. It's great because she like she steals Star and she and she like Star like wakes up from stasis and she opens up and she's just she's like you just gotta be nice to him. She's like making breakfast. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the, uh, and then it, the like that story ends, and she goes to get the second um, villain, and uh, she like uh, knocks him out, and then he wakes up, and she's like she's making like fried chicken. It's just like <laughs> it's like the same panel but different food. It's so That's funny, great. but uh, yeah, it's, it's some something's happening. These people are infinity gems, and she needs all the all of them. 
Uh, Gotta catch them all. That's true. So it's it's really interesting. Uh, the book is the best as always. So gotta collect all those chaos emeralds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your build a fil- build a infinity gauntlet. You know, yeah. You can't can't miss it on that one piece. Nice. Uh, well, I got another Jed McKay book to shout out. Um, Moon Knight number two by Jed McKay, Alessandro Capuccio, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uh, Double yo, dose. there's <laughs> there's just a a hive mind janitor just preying on a bunch of old people, and <laughs> fucking just, Moon Knight breaks him with his god brain. Just like, like that, it's man. like he just targets old people because it's through sweat, and they've. Less resilient, yeah, gross, (laughs) so gross. Yeah, Yeah, because there's a moment where he like he hands him like his like moonerang or whatever you call it, and uh, (laughs) moonerang. The 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 janitor like wipes the sweat off his brow, and then Moonlight has to lick it. It was like no, no, no. I love this issue because it it calls back to one of my favorite Moon Knight moments of all time, which is Avengers vs X Men, where he fights Rogue, and he um. Uh, Rogue had just uh, absorbed She-Hulk's power, and then Moon Knight is fighting her and purposely cuts himself so Rogue touches his blood, and now she has his DID and She-Hulk's rage, and it's like five different minds all like scrambling together, and he did that on purpose to just just neutralizes her. It's just like this insane mental fight in her brain, and uh, it's like one of the coolest Moon Knight moments uh, that I that I like sticks with me forever. And and yeah, this is pretty much the exact same thing because like basically he's like okay. Uh, I'm in charge of protecting these people. You're going to let them go, and we're going to have a battle of brains. So uh, you can you can go, come in my brain, and if you win, whatever. Phrasing. I'll, I'll t- <laughs> oh shit! Are we not doing uh, we're not doing phrasing anymore. We're not freeing phrasing. I think anymore. we threw phrasing um, out episode one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so 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 he invited the janitor guy into his brain and says if you win i'll you know be your zombie or whatever but if i win you let all these people go and the janitor takes him up on the offer and just be like i'm gonna kill so many people with your body like holy shit and then yeah moon knight is basically like oh yeah it's not even like the the did isn't even the crazy part about my brain my brain has been rewritten by being in close proximity to gods so like it is just way too vast and corrupted and broken for you to like there's this understand you have no, the you have no idea what the fuck the, you just did basically the sickest double page splash of the week dude where he turns into yeah. this like giant creature and he's like this is my yeah. temple and you've come into like my playground to worship and you're not prepared yeah, yeah, these panels where he's in his brain are f- stunning. They're yeah, so they're, good. It's wild shit, man. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Like, and the way they represent his DID with like the little, the little Jake Lockley and sarcophagi yeah. in like in in like little pouches in there. Horrible. Like, dude, it's just so well done. <laughs> yeah, no. And he just rules. kind of wraps them up and puts them in one. And it's and like, then, yeah, and then now. he's just he's just a comatose, just just. Uh, vegetable by yeah. the end of it, just mm-hmm. drooling and saying like moon, moon, moon. <laughs> it's like man, 
Got mooned. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you just got mooned. You just got mooned. <laughs> but yeah, it continues to be fucking awesome. Moon Knight quickly so discarded that catchphrase uh... after year one. <laughs> you know, that, that's his whole, that, that was his original gimmick, yes. is he was a knight yeah. who would run in and show his butt <laughs> and then run away. He's a knight who moons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we made it. Top story, you guys. Oh. Trial of Magneto. Finally. This most anticipated uh, thing. This was great. Most anticipated trial of the week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a good uh, X Factor story. I, I think this is a good moment to point out. Um, so it, it came to light recently that the whole situation with X Factor being canceled was strictly because um, Leah Williams, the writer of X Factor and also Trial of Magneto, pitched the Trial of Magneto as a story arc for X Factor. And Marvel said, Great idea. Such a great idea, in fact, that we're going to turn it into an event and cancel your book. Um, so that's why X Factor was ended so abruptly. And in, they like edited her script in a way that made Prodigy's death more triggering than it never needed to be or should be. Um, and, and so like all the, the controversy and outrage around that specifically should not fall on Leah Williams' shoulders, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, so, so good news is we got Trial of Magneto out of it. Bad news is we lost X-Factor out of it. So, um, this was very clearly an X-Factor book. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, the entire thing is them investigating her death in very cool ways. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. But in a way, the title of the book gives away the whole... The whole thing, right? Not, like, it does, really. yeah. I mean, it gives away who the number one suspect who is the, going to yeah. be. Yeah. So, so while they're investigating it in the first arc, the first like, you know, the first third of the book, in like that first part of the Law and Order when they're trying to figure out what's going on before when they, get they to show that first... the very first person that they talk yeah, to, and you're like, yeah. "That's the murderer." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I don't think I don't think it takes away from it because it ends on a very like what the fuck kind of moment so no i don't think cool... it takes away from it i was just kind of I, I had a little giggle like in the, about in the middle of the investigation when they're like i wonder who it could be it's like gee could it be the guy <laughs> maybe, on the cover of this book maybe flip back to the title page and go huh but um, trial, also, trial I mean, has more than one meaning that is true yeah, yeah. so yeah it the the personal trials of Magneto within his own heart, you know that whole thing too. The last also, temptation of Magneto. <laughs> oh, I, I'd read that book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's um, I, oh shit, I had a thread. Uh, I'll get back to it. You guys go. They just do a great job, like with the whole X Factor team using their powers together to basically recreate the scene that of where she was attacked and all this stuff and, and they get a, yeah, re- the I get a really details. really good idea of what's going what happened to her at the site of the attack and then they have the rest of the x-factor team like prodigy and iboy really doing like the full-on like autopsy yeah. to really discover everything i love that else. they're like explaining what happened but like they keep using right. iboy to like kind of explain but then he can't finish it because it's too gruesome it's so adorable yeah. Yeah, yeah so like so Prodigy has to like step in to yeah. say the gruesome parts. He can't parts. finish yeah. any of his sentences. Aww. Yeah, I do. I do love how th- this is a lot more of this like using combined powers of a team 
that mutant, the, mutant technology. Yeah, I, this mutant yeah. technology thing is so great, and it's such great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. and Le- Leah in particular is fantastic at it. Yeah. Like it's such it's a, it's a crime that X Factor isn't going to go on after this. And like, it's a great team for that too. And it's yeah. a great concept for that, like this whole like kind of Columbo thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And another beautiful splash page where they're doing the full investigation uh, over, and they talk about doing it in like this gallery where people can watch. So they're like, so they could just they don't have to do it more than once. But they kind of go through everything and figure out like the key, which is she was strangled by supernatural magnetization that was oh, cause of yeah. death it's like <laughs> and polaris is just like oh boy all right uh, let me get a head start they also guys, i'll uh, be right back they also mention a white cape <laughs> yes a white cape and yeah supernatural magnetization it's like now well, who could that they, they just go to magneto and hold up his white cape and go ah? he was caught white caped yeah and then but I, yeah. later on uh when like so in the quiet council uh they're explaining to magneto like number one we have to take a vote on whether or not she should be resurrected because Mm. there is technically a backup for her because we used to think that she was a mutant right uh and then uh and then number two we're gonna come to like how do we need to like deal with this on a on a national like international scale because it's an international incident a non Mutant was killed on Krakoa, you know, land. That's not good. I, uh, I stand with Kate on this vote where she was like, look, we're not not resurrecting her because we can't. We're choosing not to. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, right. like we can fix this. But yeah, we can't fix this and we should. But then, uh, you know, the way the Quiet Council works is just a simple vote. Um, I also like. Like Xavier was explaining to Magneto, like like what's happening. He's like, "Oh yes, X Factor is overseeing, uh, or X Force is overseeing X Factor's autopsy." And Magneto's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You just put 15 people with superpowers in the same room during the autopsy that you don't think that, and like most of them could be suspects. You don't think that kind of fucks up the investigation a little bit? You fucking idiot!" And it's just like he makes a good point. Well, that's There's exactly two- what the person who did it would say. How now, many of them have it? magnet powers, Magnet Man? Yeah, right. <laughs> Magneto, master of magnet. <laughs> but how many? How many fucking people can, uh, you know, copy powers, and how many people can yeah. put that Oof. idea in their brain? Like fair. You know? Like. <laughs> but still, we're not looking at any of them. We're not looking at any of the telepaths who are putting the idea in their brain that it's a uh, that it that she was strangled by magnetism, and we're not looking at any of the fucking, uh, you know, Fabian Cortezes that could have faked it. Also, holy shit, I'm gonna say it's Fabian well, how Cortez. Can I just he fake it that. by himself? I mean, Magneto's probably around, like, proximity-wise. Wait, you think that he overclocked Magneto's powers so he wasn't aware he murdered his... Oh, never mind. I was was thinking he had more sync powers. It was sync. No, don't do that to sync. (laughs) It's definitely not hope. If anyone even suggests that it's hope, we're going to (laughs) fight. Wasn't hope. No, I don't think it was hope. (laughs) Um, I like this little moment where, like, Magneto's, like, freaking out and attacks Xavier, basically, and then fucking Kate no, puts he her hand to... through her, his fucking head. He's like, 
I will peel the brainstem right out of your spinal cord like a Twizzler. It's that like, is oh, dope. Jesus Christ. And also, then then Xavier like takes off the helmet and like it was it was gonna implode on his yeah. skull. He's like, <laughs> he was just bleeding. He was just crushing it. Yeah, he was crushing the helmet. Yeah. These are expensive. Don't do that. <laughs> One already I got made into this. a sword that I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, no, this this Meg, fucking yeah. fight scene is dope. Yeah, Magneto stomps off like a in a, in a huff, as they say. <laughs> I I call it more than a huff, but yeah. Yeah. Then he just fights like, all of X Force and X Factor, basically, right? Yeah. And um, he's just like. Just decides, yeah, I'm gonna fight all of you. Fuck you guys. I'm not coming with you because yeah, I didn't. No, like absolutely not. I'm. You've already decided I'm guilty. I'm not standing trial for this. And he just yeah. fights everyone. Um, and and then it's uh the fight is interrupted by a flash to um Kyle talking to Tommy, which begs the question: Does t- are Tommy and Billy still mutants? Um, I actually have no idea if they're mutants or not. Well, they weren't. Well, I I don't know. Were they mutants originally? I have no idea, but I I always assumed that they were because they're Scarlet Witch's kids. And yeah, but they're not the, like know, biologic biological kids, right? Yeah, didn't she? They're they're magic children for sure. <laughs> right. They're magic babies created from magic. Were, magic into- babies. They were created <laughs> before she was made not a mutant. Yes, so that makes me think. That they are mutants because she was still a mutant. Uh, yeah, again, we need a, we need a chalkboard for this. We need we need we need a crazy board. I need my Pepe Sylvia fucking <laughs> Jimmy Olsen crazy board to figure it out. But I just as Tommy was talking about it, I was like, huh, is Tommy able to get to Krakoa on his own? That's weird. Um, Tommy's just reading a trade of Axis and he's like, this book is shit. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this book. <laughs> and then then we get um. Xavier breaking the bad news to the Avengers, which I can only assume he left out the part where they could resurrect her if they wanted to. Well, they just that was the vote. They decided if they were going to resurrect her, they weren't going to tell anyone that it ever happened. But if they're not, they're going to announce to the world that she's now dead and they're going to figure out who did it. So that was the whole point of that vote. I, I, I really hate that. how they handle like, it. Just, yeah. just resurrect it's, her. Just it's come fucking bullshit. Come on. But also, um, if they resurrected her, it would be a very old version of Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch because it was before, like, it, they figured out that she wasn't a mutant. Before it would be like the Cerebro. one that was like, oh, I'm going to make you drop your fork. Ah, you did <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> well, I think it probably would have been something post House of M, but pre Axis, like in that time frame. But still, like. There's like a good decade of missing time there that you yeah. no one's gonna notice that she doesn't like know anything that's happened. In the yeah, last I decade. guess it kind of wouldn't be right in that sense, would it? Because I mean, like they, they would have had to have told people that it happened, but they're like, "But we fixed." Speaking it. of that, though, sort of. There, there's Whoopsies. this. There's this fucking fantastic page where we get a brotherhood reunion at the at the oh, lagoon. Man. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's like Blob and Toad. And uh, Quicksilver. Uh, yeah. Oh but, man! But before we before we get to that, um, actually, I I also wanted to point out the really the cool way that they announce that she is dead is they grow her favorite flower on a gateway, and Captain America's like, "Oh, what do you think this is about?" And Vision is like, "Oh, it's it's Wanda's favorite flower, and she hasn't returned since the gala." So all it takes is Xavier walking through and being like, "I have some bad news," and then Vision just fucking after collapses. finishing that. 
we'll get to it. I have a different take on that. Yeah? Yeah, but we'll get to it. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> but, I, I uh, love the, the fight and uh, how, the fight how it's scene. just like over with Quicksilver. You're just like out of nowhere. You see him getting punched. And then Quicksilver Dude, the is just stuff like... With- yeah, yeah, and well, just as it's like just his helmet is left like spinning yeah, on yeah. the ground. Yeah, well, first it's he fights all of the Wolverines, which is uh, dope. I, they they need their awesome. they need their own book with their own team of just all the Wolverines. <laughs> there was a book called The Wolverines for a while, but Logan was dead. It was everyone else. Mm. But um, he he like he does his normal Magneto does his normal thing against Logan where he just kind of like pushes him away but then he gets hit mm-hmm. by Akihiro who like there's he's like there's no adamantium to manipulate in me so Magneto's like that's fine and just creates these like sp- like scale spines of metal and like jut them out through his back yeah he gets he's like oh yeah the iron ore in Krakoa's soil back. yeah, yeah. he created a, just a bunch of Metal shards out of the ore in the soil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Sink tries to use his powers against him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I think you're a cheap fucking imitation. Get the fuck away from me. And then Polaris tries to take him down. Yeah. Uh, uh, But yeah, then then, then we get uh, um, Pietro and just just fucking him up. Like, oh, where'd he go? And it's, yeah. Just beats the snot out of him. Yep. Yeah. It it beats uh, him. Northstar has to stop him. Beats him into a literal coma. Yeah, their lucky North Star is just slightly faster than Pietro. Cause yeah, because he was dead. Like he yeah. would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, like a like a split millisecond longer, yeah. he would have been dead. There would have been two funerals. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they just keep him in a coma because it's a hell of a lot easier to do the investigation and <laughs> figure out what the fuck is going on while Magneto's not freaking the fuck out. Kind of like this page they're talking about, like Magneto well, in just- a coma. Why don't you just look in and I see? Know. It's um, serious. Just look in and see if he did it. And um, Gene is like, "Yeah, his brain's a. There's a whole lot more going on there. I, we we're not going to be able to find this because he's just completely. His brain he's is broken. Just, he's just screaming in grief. Right? Yeah, probably a whole so onslaught like, which, which honestly, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole another onslaught. Yeah, but also, like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh. That should be as much of a like maybe he's not guilty hint right. as Agreed. anything else. Is I would agree with he's that. Just screaming, <laughs> like yeah, unless maybe. he didn't do it intentionally. But that's, that's true. That, I that, or, that or be... I I think he did it, but he thought for sure that they would resurrect her. I think that's definitely an angle, but I think it could go any different number of ways. I don't think he did it. I don't think he had anything to do with it. Because there was that whole meeting that they had, and they ended it very well. Like, it was like this, like, heart-to-heart that they had at the end of, um, was it X-Factor that they showed that in? Um, no, yeah, Sword. Yeah. yeah. Was it, oh, Sword. That I mean, it, yeah. sure, but um, if you, I mean, he cared about her a lot, so maybe he wanted her I, to I return. Just, I think it was... Yeah, I think, I think it was, was like him just, like finding a way to fix her and him um, knowing that it would be a different Magneto version. Magneto doesn't like back. humans that much. So if he had a chance to make his daughter a mutant again, there's a chance he'd take but it. But he he also knows that the Quiet Council is way too volatile. Does he? Or is, like, he, is he egotistical enough to think that he could persuade everyone to do it? I think that one. Yeah. Nah, and, I disagree. And I think I think the he whole was, nightmare was, and the whole grief about it is that it just didn't pan out. 
I think it is uh, an angle. That's definitely a that is an angle, and I yeah. like I could see I see where y'all are coming from, but I don't I don't think that at all. I think he, like that whole like meeting with the Quiet Council, he was way too manic. Like he was on this like sure. like he he I was agree. like in, in panic mode of like what the fuck are you talking about? Why the fuck are we aren't well. we doing? Like he was like way more frantic than Magneto ever usually is, and I think if he planned any of this he'd be in control and and trying to persuade people with like more arguments than just yelling <laughs> you know what i mean like he's 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 frantic right now yeah that's fair yeah. but yeah but i also don't have any other explanation definitely other than, sets like, up a hell of an investigation and like because we really have no idea yeah no it's it's, it's really very well plausible done. that it could have been magneto but it's i've just as it's, equally plausible it's that it wasn't too convenient that it all signs point to him because right. leech, you know, it's the little leech. kid. Yeah, it, it feels it feels like it's almost a setup. Yeah, it feels sure. like yeah, it feels too too convenient. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, but but yeah, I like that, the scene in the in the the bar for yeah. sure. Yeah, then we then we get the brotherhood reunion, and it took me a second because I was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yep, it's a brotherhood reunion, and they all just do a shot to Magneto, and yeah, they don't think it's him either. So I'm with Toad on this one. <laughs> Never like thought I'd say that. Like, just throwing glasses. The bartender's like, yo, can you fucking stop, bro? Yeah, Blob like, is like, give, give me a fucking break, man. Can you not listen to my bar? Stop breaking my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I love Blob. I love the whole cheeky bar thing. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, like... We get the, the most. We get the most heartfelt and emotionally shattering soliloquy on grief that I think I've ever read in a comic book. Like, holy shit. Like, the way that Leah, through Wanda, describes, like, the way that grief changes you at your molecular level. It's beautiful. And then, yeah, we, it's, it's all, we find out that it was all a narration from Wanda and that she's grieving her own death. And, but she uh, knows that she's dead, so she's not. She's yeah. somewhere. And the reason, going back to the Krakoan Gate, all the flowers spilling out of her, that is a manifestation of where she's coming from, is my oh, take on it. Oh, yeah. The, you the think places, that yes. she grew the she, flowers. She did not plant those flowers. She's in a um, garden right now. Yeah. And, and of uh, some state, yeah. I didn't and, think about that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was taking it as Krakoa was presenting those flowers to as like yeah. a signal to <laughs> the Avengers by, you know, like on the um, mm-hmm. uh, order of... Uh, Charles, but you're saying that Wanda made the flowers yes. pop up to tell people that she's still alive, or just a man. Yeah, I think that's going to be a way to maybe f- have someone track down where she is. And Leah fashion. gave an yeah. interview. I forget what I she like called that. it. I think it was like the Eldritch Orchard or something. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see it more in the next issue. Say yeah. that five times yeah. fast. <laughs> so there's another interesting like the part rural of this. Juror. The rural, the rural juror, such a fur. Anyway. Um, the other interesting part, I think, and again, this could just be the visions of someone who's floating in nothing right now, but they show her being stabbed by someone in a white cape. Yeah, but it also looks more like Moon Knight or like the Spectre than it ever does. But I'm not just saying not the it character, was but like maybe the me- <laughs> maybe the me- maybe the method of death is being manipulated, like you were talking about. 
Oh, yeah, she, she is was remembering not, being stabbed. Yeah, she wasn't. I didn't even put that together. She yeah. was not strangled to death. She was stabbed to death. Right. Huh. So huh. that could be huh. a big. So there could be someone fucking with the team and putting something in their brain to make it look like Magneto. Oh, huh. man. So um, I, I, I. There's a lot going on here. It's a really good a yeah. mystery. Yeah, this is a good game. Done it. Yeah. It's she was strife this whole time. <laughs> strife all the it's way apocalypse. down. He's back. Yeah, and I also like the last the last page where she's like, where am I? It's a chaos symbol that turns into a forest. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw that. Yeah, so that, that must be that Eldritch Forest that you're talking about, RJ. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, really, really And that cool. last page with her, with the flowers, was, again... Fucking gorgeous. There's some incredible page sprawls this week. Yeah, yep. like, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to pick uh, what, what the favorite art was because there's just yeah. There was some incredible art this week for sure yeah. across all these books that we talked about. That really stuck yeah. out to me. I think this week reading this. Yeah, stuff. Bruno Redondo, Carlos Magno, and Lucas Wernick get the fucking triple MVP of the week. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Man. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't really stop to talk about it too often in this episode but yeah you're right there was a ton of amazing artwork yeah they, they, they just more the, than usual which yeah. is saying a lot yeah because, it really stuck out yeah. like i felt like every other issue i was reading like especially in the xbox these big sprawls these big pages of like showing these moments all of them were just they were all great yeah they were all incredible like in all their different ways like the moon knight one was great like the way of x planet pages and like yeah the the, the page of Scarlet Witch, like Eat the Rich, was really good too. It had this color yeah. scheme that like was yeah. really really tight throughout that I really liked. Yeah, yeah, it was a oh, yeah. And Nightwing always has it too. We talked about like yeah, way back, but, like it always has that awesome uh, sequential, like just the way they do the colors and how he moves around the page. It's always awesome. Yeah, <laughs> good art week. All right, well that's it, man. Uh, that was uh, that was last week's comics. So uh, what's uh, what's coming out this week? Oh, guys, man. it's finally here! Oh boy, King Spawn number one. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Jungle Fantasy. Jungle <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> you gotta yeah. get out and get that Jungle Fantasy. If your comic shop doesn't have it, ask them for it. Don't, don't. On, I, <laughs> I, I can't let that bit fly. <laughs> uh, looks like Detective Robin, Infinite Frontier, Action so. Comics. Action and Wonder Woman, so big DC week. It's a Turtles Dang. week too, isn't it? Yeah, Turtles week maybe. Department of Truth. Uh, also, Department Su- of Truth. Superman, Son of Kal El, number two. Also, oh, Superman seventy eight. Girl, Harley Quinn. Sh- Whoa, that's just DC. Holy shit! Something is killing the children. Die. D- Thor. TMNT. Yeah, we yeah, said TMNT. that. Once in future. Cable uh, reloaded. Fuck. Oh fuck oh, yes! Nice. Ice cream oh, man. Is it still Jerry Duggan that's doing Cable? It's Ewing. Oh. Yeah, it's Al, it's Al Ewing. Yeah. Oh, is it part of that annihilation event? Okay. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, there's some. There's some. Well, that's cool a great. Final book. There's a Dark Hawk oh, book. Oh boy, Dark Hawk. <laughs> Kyle Richmond, <laughs> new image. Uh, Barbaric. That Texas Blood. Ooh. Superman vs. Lobo. Jesus Christ! Oh, man. that's the Money Shot team. Um. Oh, I'll oh have to, yeah. I'll I have saw to check that, that out then yeah. for sure. There's a new image number one, Echo Lands, with J.H. Williams on art, so... That um, one's weird. The whole thing is uh, landscape. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read it like definitely a Definitely going to get that, because it's, it's going to be beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's, it's just going to be. 
Uh, cool. Guess we're gonna have a long episode I'm, next. I'm week. tired we're be, already. We're gonna be fighting over picks next week because oh everything looks freaking great. Uh-huh. Or maybe we won't because everyone will just have a thing that they really like. It'll be there's great. There's just enough. There's enough of them this week. Yeah, there's enough to go around. Yeah. All right. Well, come back next week when all those comics we just listed become last week's comics, and we talk about them here on this show where we talk about last week's comics. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. And uh, please join our Patreon. I know we made some jokes about the Patreon earlier in the episode, but you really do help us keep the lights on. And you get a lot of really cool content, like the episode of Now in Trade that we just put out uh, last Friday about the Suicide Squad, the John Ostrander run. You should go check that out. And then go check out the review we did of the new Suicide Squad movie, also on Patreon. Lots of cool stuff. Is Lots what I'm getting stuff. at here. There's there's good stuff for you there on that Patreon. Go get it. Also, join us in the Discord. Chat us. Blow up our phones. Talk to us. Tell us that you're listening. We 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 need that kind of interaction. I'll give you. We need validation, please. I'll give you a link to both the Patreon and uh, and the Discord in the episode description. So uh, so yeah. So that's it for us. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ. It's Tales from the Short Box. Bye, everybody. And don't forget to donate to Choose Love for the urgent uh, evacuation of Afghan refugees. Get out there and help some people, guys. Yes, do some good in the world. Goodbye, everybody.